You're listening to Heroes in the Moment. What's up, Heroes? I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And today, we're breaking down and reviewing the Marvels. Uh, the Mar- our most anticipated movie of the year. Of the year. Well, I don't know about it. Well, yeah. Kind uh, of. We'll, I, I think that was a joke, Michael. You know, I didn't take it as such. No, I'm just Ooh, I, I, I'm just I, I, I fell asleep. To be honest, when I watched this movie, it wasn't for too long. I did wake yeah. back up. Well, let's uh, let's just say in this movie, you know, we both went in watching this movie with very low yeah, expectations. Obviously, right? Very very low expectations going into this movie. We didn't expect a lot. But for me personally, I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, this movie's not the greatest in the world. But I was pleasantly surprised very often more than I thought I would be. I mm. enjoyed certain parts more than I thought. And obviously, this is the shortest Marvel movie, so it's a little bit different for that. But I really, there was certain parts that I did enjoy. Um, but again, there's a lot of things I didn't as well. Um, but the thing about this movie, I think that's best representative. It is, it's forgettable. Mm. It's very forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Michael. There were some moments that I liked, some moments I laughed at. But overall, I feel like I wasted my time when I saw this movie. And it was something that I would never rewatch personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would give it a shot. I mean, again, I mean, it's, and I saw some people, a lot of people actually are really liking this movie. And man, it said nobody. You've no, see, seen the review scores I, on this I've one? seen the scores. Yeah. But the audience reviews are actually a lot higher. Which is really They're interesting. That, like, um, like the audience reviews. I saw some people really liking this movie yeah. and really commenting about it. Like all these negative reviews. Honestly, I liked it, and a lot of people were saying that I saw. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, I see that perspective as well because I mean, this is not the worst MCU movie by far. I, I think, think it's. It. I think it's bottom three. You think it's bottom three? I think this. Um, obviously, Love and Thunder, and mm-hmm. then probably I don't know, Incredible Hulk. Or a Dark World. I think it's better than Incredible Hulk, Dark World, Love and Thunder. I think it's better than Quantumania. I do. Um, so, I mean, I think I think it's some of those. Dude, I hated Quantumania. Yeah, so, so bad. I mean, there, there's some there's some things on it, but it yeah. is forgettable. So let's get into it. We'll go into our typical movie review. We'll go into our characters, our pros and cons, the post credit scenes, and we'll rate it out of ten. Mm. All right. So let's get into our characters. So the first one right off the bat is Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, played by Brie Larson. Uh, she, she wasn't a standout in this movie, but she certainly wasn't the bad. No. And that's the thing you know, is obviously it. we are not fans of Brie Larson. Yeah. Right. That's clear. Cle- clearly. But if you I cannot but deny that she was a lot better in this movie than previous movies. I thought so too. Agree? I, I thought think she was a good was Captain Marvel. I do. I think she was more relatable. I think she was more likable in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. I was like, she didn't feel like the same bland character no. she was in the first movie. She had movie. a little more depth. She did. Uh, you she, could clearly see a lot of the struggle she was going through. And she could and relate she more. Captured that pretty and well. It wasn't bad, and I I really like that. I mean, you know, clearly from previous we've du- we've duped on her before, and like <laughs> Captain Marvel, the first movie, and Avengers Endgame, yeah. and some of those where she's just not as interesting of a character. Mm-hmm. But here, when she's not as serious, but she's still serious, but she actually has meaning and cares, and you know, puts a lot of forth, a lot of effort to care yeah. instead of just being somebody who doesn't in the first yeah. couple movies. I really appreciate kind of reminiscent of when like Thor starts to open up. Mm. You know, obviously there's a huge change in Ragnarok, but he goes from this really stiff character with not right. much personality to like, you know, maybe cracking a joke here and there. Right, right. So I appreciated that. I think it fit well with the character. And she was, I mean, like you said, she didn't really have as much to do. Like she wasn't a huge part, but yeah. I mean, she was, but she wasn't. Yeah, it didn't really feel um, like her movie. It didn't. And it didn't feel like any of them, really. It felt like, I mean, probably the most it felt like Miss Marvel's yeah. Kamala Khan's movie. Mm-hmm. But 
it, it felt like they all three had a lot of connection there. And um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. But she was not a negative as I thought she yeah, would be. No, she was I thought she would be the worst of the three. And honestly, none of the three were the worst. So I think that's kind of interesting to me. Hmm. Um, I, I liked all three of them particularly. So we'll see how that goes. But overall, I think Captain Marvel is really well done in this yeah. movie. And then we got Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. who did not receive her name in this movie, but she was similar as expected. I think she's about how she was. Yeah. Um, she in kind of. WandaVision. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan, to be honest. I thought her performance was probably the weakest. Of the okay. Three. Performance wise, I agree. I think performance wise, yes, but I feel like she was the same character as, as I expected her to be. Um, and she was kind of reverted back to her younger self with Captain Marvel. And yeah. Kind of understood why she had a little bit of distaste to her in WandaVision and kind of understood how she kind of felt like abandoned mm-hmm. um, from her aunt um, that she was had and all this stuff. So I understood that. And her story arc in this movie, I think, was really good. Yeah. Um, she was very selfless. She was very working with them really well um, and probably had the least to do, though, in this movie. But at yeah. the same time, she was she was a good part, I think. I, yeah. don't, I don't deny that. Then we got Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. And I, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think she was the MVP of the movie. Yeah, I think she was the best part. I agree. To be honest. She was great. Kamala Khan and Madhulani, I yeah. mean, incredible. With, like, no she's got a acting experience. She's got a future. She's, she's killing it. She's killing it. Like, this is her second acting job, right? Her first yeah, one was Miss Marvel. That's crazy. And then this one was uh, The Marvels, and mm-hmm. she was the MVP of this movie. She brought so much depth. She brought so much life to it, yeah. and I really appreciated that. I think every scene she was in, she stole. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you here. Like I said, I think she's the best part. And, you know, 16-year-old girl, she perfectly captures that. And, yep. uh, I mean, she was funny. She was very funny. Like, the whole screaming, like, with the fart. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> what is that? What is happening? It was so funny. And she was so real, too. Yeah. Like, in the scene where they couldn't save everybody on the scroll planet, she was like, we got to save them. And she's like, there's nothing we can do. And it's just devastating to her. Yeah. Um, and I also like the relationship between her and Captain Marvel. I figured that Captain Marvel would ignore her more and not like her. As much, yep. but actually, she really cared about yeah. her, and I appreciated that. I really liked their connection of this movie and how it built. I feel like it could have been more, a little bit more in depth about it, but I guess that's the whole purpose of the Miss Marvel show was to show that in depth of how much they liked each other or like she liked her. Yeah, in the whole show, um, but also it feels like that they could have cut the Miss Marvel show and introduced her here and just added more time. It would have been maybe better, but the Miss Marvel show wasn't horrible. So I yeah. mean, you know, you have those give and takes with that. But she was the MVP of this movie, and I really enjoyed her character. She was great. And next we have Nick Fury, which I didn't like in this movie. I wasn't a big fan. He's one of my least favorite parts. I agree. He did not feel like Nick Fury. It didn't. It didn't feel like you Nick know? Fury at all. Like he was just dumb, making jokes in the movie the whole time. He didn't feel real. Uh, like in Secret Invasion was better. You know, in that show, he was he was more Nick Fury like than here. He was just kind of bland and jokester. Didn't feel the same as the Nick Fury of the past. And I just didn't appreciate his role as much. I didn't either, like I said. And I really have been seeing the same exact thing from the fan base. They're like, this just doesn't feel like him. It doesn't. Uh, honestly, after this, seeing this, I don't know, it just makes me question like when Samuel Jackson is going to like, you know, retire from this room. It is cute. But I, mean, I know he loves it, loves yeah. being Nick Fury. So, I mean, if I mean, he wants he, to play He gets him, a, a paycheck too from he it. Does, he just does. Like, so. I didn't see a need for him in this, in this movie. movie at all. I, 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 I don't. The only reason was him in the first one, which he was probably the best part of the first one. Yeah. So it's weird to see that correlation here to where this only reason was to contact Captain Marvel and that whole relationship there. But it just is, is, his arc in this movie wasn't necessary at all. So it just, it's just, you know, it's not as interesting and could have been cut out a lot. So yeah. we'll see with that. All right. The next part I actually enjoyed. And that being Kamala's family, her mom and her dad and her brother. I thought they were hilarious. In They're the funny. Yeah. 
They're the exact same as in the show. They were. <laughs> Nothing had changed. And they killed it. And they did. I mean, every scene they were in, they were funny. They were talking about, you better not take my daughter. I will kill you. I mean, that yeah. was so funny. It was, it was so um, weird because, like, Sima, uh, Nick Fury is like, yeah, we'll, we'll keep her safe. And then, like, 30 minutes later into the movie, she's, like, in a, like, all-out life-and-death battle. It's <laughs> a 16 You're like, bro, what? Well, well, what's going on here? What? Yeah, oh, but on, I just bro. thought they were they were a welcome addition. I think, think them going to the base was hilarious, them walking around and seeing the stuff in space. And I mean, and then the whole fight in their house was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. It was so funny. And they were like, they were fighting, too. They, they were, were just fighting, too. I can't so believe that fun. no one got injured. That's what I, I know, was. That's I was a little like, bit unbelievable. It was obviously unbelievable. We understand, you know, the, the kind of the premise, the kind of feel the show, the movie is giving off. But I expected someone to at least scare her in that fight. I know, but nobody, no, everybody was nope, perfectly okay. Was and they were fighting wild. with brooms and it was, it was funny. <laughs> I was like, what's um, happening? But I think Kamala's family was, was not like, at first when I thought they were in this movie, I figured they wouldn't be like as interesting, but, and I, I'm a little bit surprised how big of a part they had, yeah. but it, it wasn't bad to me. I think it was, I think it was well, rather well done. And yeah. so I'm not really disappointed in that. Mm. All right. Next we got just a brief Valkyrie cameo. So we'll talk about that in a second. So Valkyrie comes in and, which was weird because she felt like a completely different character than Thor: Love and Thunder. Did yeah. you feel that? Mm-hmm. She felt serious. She felt more like yeah. Valkyrie. She's maturing. You know, she as was. a leader. She got all these people under her protection. Right. So she right. got to be a leader. Yep. And she was very much serious with Captain Marvel. She's like, "I'm sorry, I can't do more. I know this is very damaging to you, and they're very close friends, and all this different things." So I think that was uh, really interesting there. So I, I think the cameo was surprising i wasn't expecting yeah. it so that was interesting enough but also i think it was better valkyrie than we've seen yeah. before and i didn't feel like it was too forced i see a lot of people saying that but i mean it doesn't make sense you know that they're trying to find a new home you know for these people right so right so i didn't think it felt forced no not at all and i, I think it was it was a cool cameo all right next up we have to talk about the villain darbin what do you think? <laughs> you know what i <laughs> we'll go for we it. ain't talked about it but you know what i think i think she's absolutely awful i think just a big crime is that it's just boring yeah like you just don't not care for an interesting her. villain she's a kmart knockoff wannabe ronin yeah that nobody cares about no she wasn't threatening every time i saw her i just kind of like sighed i, I like the story you know? the whole story of her trying to save the creep planet of uh, what was the name of the creep planet again i, I, I don't know Hera or something like that anyway um they're trying to save that uh they're they're their Cree planet, which is totally understandable. But the fact that she was the leading person to do that mm-hmm. didn't feel right. I mean, she just didn't seem menacing. She didn't seem threatening. Yeah, and they tried to give her like a scary look too, with she, the eyes yes, and teeth. Yes. And I was like, this is not she wasn't. She at wasn't all. at all. And just was not an interesting villain. Like you said, just boring. there is nothing about it that encaps me. And I, I think I agreed with you. I mean, we both talked about this. She may be the worst villain the MCU's yeah, produced. She, she's she's down be. there, dude. I think be. I take Malekith and obviously over her. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a reasonable stance. I mean, even Ghost from you know. Okay, now I think about Ghost. See, is I, not I, a really good villain. I think these two are the worst. They are. Two she the might worst. be slightly better than Ghost. She might be slightly better, but. I don't know. It's the whole story arc was just purposeless. I feel like it could have been better. I feel like they could have done a really cool Captain Marvel villain that they could have executed and been really like a really big power threat, but they didn't do that. And I didn't really appreciate that. Role. Yeah. And I think that would have made a lot more sense because you have like a super ultra mega power like Captain Marvel. Right. And then you have a young 16 year old teenage girl and it's like. It's just hard to divvy out that that threat across the board. It is. You know, I agree. What's dangerous to Captain Marvel is gonna be even more dangerous to this kid. Right. You know? And what's dangerous to her probably isn't at all for Captain Marvel. Right. And this this villain, like she, she wasn't it, frankly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I agree. 
All right, so let's get into the pros of this movie. Uh, I get, you want to start off? Uh, yeah, let me start off. I'm sure you have this as your first. We both talked about it, so feel free to piggyback. But it's Amon Vellani mm-hmm. uh, as Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, her performance is authentic. Uh, it's funny. You know, essentially she's playing herself. Yeah. Just a 16-year-old teenage girl. Um, I don't, it just felt raw, and it felt like just intimate. In a movie where I didn't feel like super connected to Monica or uh, Brie Larson's character, like, you know, I felt like, you know, she felt like a human. She felt human. She felt real. She felt like a human. I, I, I feel agree. like I would be reacting, you know, I agree. in that situation. I, I agree. Was so, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that pro. I mean, Amon Vellani was absolutely on top of the world in this movie. She was great and talented. Um, but I have also for a pro, I have the dynamic actually between the three of them. Mm. I think it didn't feel forced and I don't think it felt like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it felt real. It didn't feel like yeah. it was like just there because it had to be mm-hmm. i think their chemistry was very well done and i th- i think i appreciate that i think the three of them was a great characters together and they yeah. all um bantered with each other really well what do mm-hmm. you think no i thought so too uh and i was pleasantly surprised by that because all we heard is reports and rumors you know that brie larson is like a menace on set and that yeah. actors don't like working with her if that's the case it wasn't reflected it was not reflected <laughs> in the movie at least but no it seemed like they had pretty good chemistry yeah know? And that's reflected, you know, them learning how to use their powers together. And, you know, they, sure. they had it going by the end of the movie. I, I completely agree. Uh, my second pro, I'm going to go. I thought bits of this movie were genuinely funny. Yeah. Uh, especially sure. part, with, with the cat, you know, just eating people. I thought I thought that was funny. There's a couple moments, you know, I was just belly laughing uh, <laughs> in the theater. And a lot of, you know, the comedy attempts failed. But there is some good, some good comedic moments i i agree it was, there was some funny moments that didn't feel forced yeah and i i like that when it comes to marvel i mean it's kind of rare <laughs> so, <laughs> nowadays nowadays yeah, especially. It is. so my next pro is the uniqueness of the switching places of the plot mm. i think that was unique i think it was executed relatively well them learning i love the scene of them learning how to do it and like yeah. learning to get in sync i thought that was really cool and them attempting to do those things i thought that was really neat um Overall, I mean, I think could have been probably executed a little bit better and shown and explained better, obviously, because I don't think it was explained very well. Yeah. But I think the uniqueness of that plot was cool. Mm. Um, my last pro is I actually enjoyed the 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 subplot uh, between uh, Monica and then uh, Captain Marvel. Mm. You see the backstory, the tension yeah. there. You know, Monica feeling like she was abandoned. Uh, and I feel like that was a welcome addition. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that sure. added more depth to the movie. Sure. And then it made, you know, when they finally came together, it made that moment a lot more meaningful and impactful. Right. Because they'd been like beefing at the beginning of the movie. Right. I, I, I completely agree with that. I think that was a welcome part of the movie. My last pro is the, the fight scenes. Actually, I thought the fight scenes and the action was really good. I think that the whole, like when they're switching places and the whole idea of the fighting with them was really cool. I think, you know, the use of that um, and the multiple different action sequences they had were actually really well done. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. You, you start us off on the cons. All right. I'd be happy to start off with the cons. So the first one, I have to say, my first con, the musical planet. Mm. That's my first con. Because I remember thinking <laughs> to myself during this scene, okay, I like musicals. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I love musicals. Yeah. All right. And the Greatest Showman shout uh, out. Greatest Showman shout out. Absolutely. Les Miserables. Love musicals. Right. Les So we get to this planet. And, <laughs> Come on, and they're walking in and this girl just starts singing. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And they're like, they don't understand this is singing language. And I'm like, okay, that's unique, but a little bit weird. Yeah. That's what was my initial thought. But 
when she transformed her dr- into a yeah, dress, dress and Brie Larson started singing and dancing yeah, with this dancing dude, with that I was taken out of the movie completely. Like, <laughs> like this this scene alone, like the rest of the movie, like it was relatively serious. It had some comedic yeah. scenes that made sense, but this took me out. Like I was invested, but then it took me out completely. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Just complete How did she change dresses like, right what? there? How? Why is she singing with this dude? What is going on? How do they know like these dance moves together? I have no idea. I thought this was so stupid. I mean, it felt like pathetic. And I saw some people being like, well, I mean, if it would have happened in Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, they have some stupid, crazy stuff. Who You wouldn't yeah. judge it as much. And like, if it would have happened in Guardians of the Galaxy like this, I would have judged it too because this yeah. was stupid. I mean, like the whole idea of a musical planet where they just sing is kind of a cool concept, but it felt so weird in this movie. It mm-hmm. was not executed well, especially when she changed dresses. Like, I know. how does that even work? I felt like you're watching like a, like a, like a princess exactly. movie at that point. Exactly. Like, I thought we were watching a superhero Like, movie. I'm not, like, I was laughing during that scene, but I was laughing at the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it was so stupid. So that's yeah. my first con. No, I totally agree. I'm on board with everything you just said. And to your point about Guardians 3, I think it's, it's a lot different because James Gunn early on establishes that just how court quirky his universe is right you know and this movie tried to be more grounded at least with miss marvel's character so throwing that in with the three of them was like what the heck i know it's so stupid um, first thing i'm gonna go with as my con is just the movie the movie the movie's plot mm. i found it i think the the biggest thing that's wrong about it is just it was hard to understand yeah. i still don't know what it's about and it was just boring yeah, like, I understand. There's a bad guy trying to save a world, like fight. But was, as for all like the little bits and pieces, yeah. I thought they were trying to push way too much in a little tiny frame, and I just found it like boring. And honestly. because of that, like I said earlier, it's forgettable. Yeah. And like when I was making this review, I mean, obviously we were a little bit late to the party, but when I was making this review or like making the list of pros and cons and things like that, I was forgetting so much that happened. Yeah. And I just saw the movie like a week and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty sad. Yeah. I have to say that. Mm. All right, my next con is also another scene in the movie, the Flarkin scene with all the baby kittens. <laughs> okay, this scene was stupid. I mean, it was hilarious. Don't get me, I was dying laughing in the movie. It was funny. Yeah. But them eating the people and then, like, to take them to another world, I thought that was kind of stupid to me. Yeah. Like, And then them all just being born and stuff, Goose being pregnant, all these things, and that whole, like, them just eating people and then... Why doesn't Kamala's family get eaten? Why doesn't this? Why did they get a pass? Like, yeah. you know, all of this. And then they're just running for them lives. Like, yeah, it's Final Destination here, or whatever. Like, oh, I thought that was so stupid to me. And that's a con. Listen, I I, I totally agree. I, I am on board with that. Um, My second con, I'm just going with the villain. Yeah. We, we already yep. touched on her, but like, she is also boring. You yep. know, like we said, she poses no threat. Uh, she's uninteresting. Uh, person, Mike, I don't know about you, but I just. I didn't relate with her motives at all. I didn't even, at all. even as they're showing flashbacks and everything. I'm, I just, I don't care. No, no it was not <laughs> so, interesting. I don't know. It just, every, every scene she was in, I just found it very hard to feel engaged mm-hmm. just because of my disdain for how poorly written her character I, I, was. I agree. And that was my next con as well as the villain. Just not interesting. No uh, real path and no real backstory that I enjoyed or was interested in seeing further. So yeah. my last con, I have corniness of things. It was just, there's so many things that were just corny, like the musical planet, the Flarkin scene. Some of the dialogue was just corny and some of the plot details were just not that interesting to me and yeah. led to being forgettable. So I have that as a big con. Yeah. Uh, my last con is I feel like this movie relies way too much uh, on its Disney plus shows. 
it um, does. Like Secret Invasion, Miss Marvel, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a large percentage of people who haven't seen that. Yeah. And I feel like and unless you had to watch every single one of those shows, even as someone who has, I was still lost. Like, how are these people who haven't watched it going to get it? And they didn't really explain too much either. Yeah. Like, they didn't fill in the holes. Like, by the way, this is what happened. I don't know. I just feel like Marvel is entitled. Like you have to watch our shows, yeah. understand this. I, I didn't I, like that. I um I understand that con. I agree with certain parts, but I also disagree with certain parts as well. Like yes, I feel like if they're gonna have the shows and they want it to be interconnected universe, then you should watch them if you're interested in Marvel. Because I mean, obviously this had Miss Marvel in it. There was a Miss Marvel show. You yeah. should have watched it beforehand. Yeah. Then watching this movie and um and then same with like. Um, Monica Rambo and WandaVision. I mean, you probably should have watched that too if you wanted to, you know, really catch up with things. But also, I could see, like, I went and saw this movie with my mom, and she didn't see Miss Marvel. She saw WandaVision, but she didn't see Miss Marvel, and she yeah. didn't feel disconnected because of that at all either, mm. um, having not seen the shows. And I, I don't think she missed it, um, a lot of things because of that. And I don't, I don't feel like it was overly in your face that, like, if you missed it, then you missed the yeah. whole point of the plot. I just feel like it's a little unrealistic to expect all of us to watch all of this to understand. I just right. wish there was like a a little more of a recap, a little more like dialogue sure. pertaining and to I that. I agree. I think there should have been a little bit more explanation. You know? But at the same time, like I, I would prefer more interconnectedness because like it hasn't been. Yeah. And if it's gonna be interconnected, it gotta have the shows in there mm. too. So, you know, there's there's that argument as well. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. I see you. I completely get it. All right, so now we got to talk about kind of our post-credit scenes here before we read it out of 10. So the first one wasn't really a post-credit scene. It happened right at the end of the film, but a lot of people were hating on this, but actually I thought it was kind of cool, and I'm not going to lie. So that was Kamala recruiting, and we see Kate Bishop walking in, Haley Steinfeld, and Kamala sitting in the back corner kind of recreating the Nick Fury, Tony Stark motif. Yeah, she's sitting in the dark. And she's like, Kate Bishop. All right, I'm trying to start a team. What do you think? Well, she didn't say that. She was like, yeah. I know a lot about you. And she's like, Who are you? Uh, so I thought that scene it was kind of funny. It gave me kind of Morbius vibes, to be honest. Like, I don't think it did because I think it was the same. It was a callback more yeah. to Nick Fury recruiting Tony Obviously, Stark. Obviously, I, I was just confused why they sent Miss Marvel. Like, you're telling me that this 16 year old is in charge of this team? I don't think that she, I think she did it on her own. I don't think uh, she, she, don't like, think she was I sanctioned. Don't, no, by, I don't think she was sanctioned. Yeah. I think she did it was more on her own because she's a huge. Fan, we see that she loves just, superheroes. She loves I ideas. Know, it it was cheesy and corny, but it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be. It was supposed and to be. I enjoyed so it. I can't, I can't be mad at it, but personally, no. I wasn't a huge fan. But I understand what I, they were doing. I get it. But I thought it was funny. I thought Kate Bishop being the one that, that she was recruiting was really cool. Yeah, you know, teasing obviously I, the I young. Feel like she got to be the leader. She's the oldest. Kate one, Bishop's got to be the leader. I agree. Like Mid twenties. I agree. She does. And then they also mentioned Cassie Lang, uh, Ant Man's daughter. Yeah, so and dropped her. Yeah. Other other people that could be involved as well. I thought it was. This has something to do with Spider Man. It wasn't. That bad. It wasn't like that. that. Oh no! But I think I enjoyed that part. I thought it was a good callback. It was funny to me, so I enjoyed that. Mm. All right, this next end credit scene was hype. And yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to deny. I think it was probably the, my favorite part of the movie, yeah. just because I enjoyed it. It was it also was the fantastic. first thing I saw because I totally watched the whole clip on Instagram and before I, I saw the movie. I hate you for doing that. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I was so like not looking forward to this movie. I, know, I did not but care that about was something spoilers. To look forward to. But I know, I know. But see, like, I didn't actively search it out. It popped up, so I just watched it. That's I'm fair. Like, I don't care. That's I fair. I, I get that. This part was awesome. But it was awesome, and it was it was great. So at the very end of the movie, Monica Rambo gets lost in another universe because of the temporal loop that was broken mm-hmm. in time. So she has to 
she's the only one that can put it back together. Yeah. So she gets lost to the other universe. And they're like, oh no, what's you know gonna happen? Yeah, for she's her? in a different reality. She which is. I didn't understand that whole end party thing. I didn't. I feel like they kind of put it in there just to throw it's in like the multiverse. The fight but with the villain wasn't the big part of the movie. It no, was just them that. trying to seal up the the multiverse portal. Yeah, I thought which, that could have been explained better. Yeah. I liked it, but I think it could have been explained better. But we see her waking up in the end credit scene, and we see a Maria Rambo, a variant of Maria Rambo, not the same one from Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness, yeah. to verify, not the same one, but a variant of Maria Rambo. And then she she wakes up, obviously excited. She's like, Mom, Mom, she what's mom. going on? And she doesn't have any idea who she is. I enjoy And then mama. we get a cool cameo, and one of the best, I think, one of the coolest cameos, and that being Beast yeah. from the X-Men, played by Kelsey Grammer, uh, really? who played him from in X-Men Last Stand. And Days of Future Past um, okay. at the end coming in, uh, you know, from Frasier, all them kind of stuff. Yeah. And he was the Beast, and he looked just like the Beast from the cartoon, the X-Men 90s series. Mm. So I'm wondering, like, they're definitely connecting those dots as a live action. Okay, because uh, I, I was X-Men. thinking, like, he, it was just so much CGI. I was kind of hoping it for, was. like, a more, like, like Nicholas Holt, like, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I more, see that. More I think he looked approach. more, re- I think he looked really good. Yeah. Even though he was CGI, he looked, he looked really comic good. Accurate, yeah. He looked very comic accurate. And he looked like the 90s series. And it reminds me, like, in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, that, doc- that Professor X was in the yellow chair and looked like the 90s series as well. So I'm wondering if all these characters yeah, are the 90s series version huh. of them in live action. So okay. that's kind of cool to see that. But it was Kelsey Grammer and him coming in, like talking about the anomaly. And then you see the X, like they're in the X mansion. Yeah, that um, when they zoomed out on that part, I was like, oh, that, that was part. hype. That, that was, was so that was cool. Um, this is the first like really big evidence of the X-Men besides, of course, Professor X variant. Um, in Multiverse of Madness, but that was so cool. And then it's revealed that Maria Rambo in this universe is actually binary, um, which is really cool to see that as Who's well. Who's binary? So binary in the comics is actually Carol Danvers, is Captain Marvel. Okay. After she, um, in the comics, she touches, Rogue touches her and steals a lot of her powers. And when Rogue after touches her, she ends up getting a new set of powers and abilities and becomes a superhero binary. Um, so this is that. So I think this is, that version of the character, okay. but it's different with Maria Rambo being binary. So that's kind of hmm. cool. And then the end credit ends. So I think this end credit was seen was hype. It yeah. was really cool. To see the Beast, X-Men, the Beast, X-Men yeah. chain, and then hyping up, you know, they're coming, you know that they're coming soon yeah. and they're going to be, and I think this was a big end credit scene kind of setting up Deadpool three huh. in a lot of ways as well. I don't think Maria is going to be in it, okay. but I think it's setting that up as well. Mm-hmm. So that got me really hyped. So I really loved the end credit scene. Yeah, it was fire. I loved it. It was really cool. All right. So now we got to rate it out of 10. So mm. who's going, first mm, i'll say you go ahead me go first all right yeah so obviously i liked it a little bit better than you not that i thought this movie was great no yeah. no not at all it is definitely the lower tier marvel but i did enjoy it better than i thought i would so i'm gonna give it a 5.5 out of 10 i think that solid i think it's it deserves that i think there's a lot of ways if it was a little bit longer had more development in the story yeah explain the multiversal side of things a little bit better it could have gone up in that six 6.5 maybe even seven range but it just failed at a lot of those aspects but yeah. i enjoyed it more than i thought i would so 5.5 yeah. out of 10 uh, no, I think that's solid. Uh, I'm going to land on a five. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's hard to, ha- to have a, a good movie when, like, first off, like, your villain sucks, and then yeah. your plot is just kind of boring and hard to follow. Very true. Um, So, like, despite the good performances, you know, that we see from Iman Vellani, you know, and her family and such, it's just, you just can't get past those big flaws you in can't. your movie. So, yeah, I think I think anywhere around five, five to I six agree. is pretty solid. I agree 100%. All right, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know by giving us a review and a download. Our podcast, Here's in the Moment, is available on all major podcast platforms. So, 
go ahead and uh, check that out. And we just want. Oh, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, you're fine. <laughs> no, you, you can go ahead. I was and ready to go. <laughs> and we, and we just want to thank you all for listening. And as always, we love you three thousand. <laughs>